it seems like we were doing this Christmas thing just a few months ago at best. I've told several people I'm kind of out of practice. Y'all got to remind me, don't let me forget this. I'll never hear the end of it if you do. When I get through, we've got to have communion and take up the offering. <laughs> I'm not used to this order of things. <laughs> Emory's shaking his head. Me too. I want to bring you a message this morning. Consider, consider and ponder with me. This heart of Mary and the heart of some others that were closely connected to Mary. What have you considered lately? Really considered now. What have you considered lately? That's a very common word, but we don't put the kind of meaning on it that's in the Scriptures. The idea of what have you given deep thought to. It's not like something that just crossed your mind. But this idea of considering is like what Mary did when she pondered these things in her heart. Now it says in Luke, the second chapter, 19th verse, but Mary treasured up all these things, all these things, and pondered them in her heart. She thought about them often. She spent a great deal of time thinking about them. And who wouldn't? Maybe the problem is we've just not had the kind of encounters that surrounded the events of her life that really got her attention. There are some things that are awfully important. God said so. But we don't think about them much. We don't give any deep thought. It's just kind of passingly that we connect with these things of God. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The, the Greek word for ponder is rather interesting. It's the word symbolo, symbolo. And it means to throw together. This came to my mind, Sandra, when I was studying Sandra and Bill came over to our house over the holidays, and she brought this little plastic bowl of kind of red stuff. <laughs> and when you examined it more closely, it was cranberry sauce. But it had a lot of other stuff in it, didn't it? Relish, 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 all right, relish. And when I came across this word, I said, Sandra can name this her cranberry sambello. Because you see this word, sambello means to throw together. And I think that's what she did, Bill. She threw together some things that was kind of left over. And then she said, hmm, it tastes pretty good. I'm going to take this to George and Joyce. 
And Bill swore up and down that he had tasted it before, but it looked awfully new to me. So a lot of you ladies, some did it or you tasted it, and if it turned out all right, you put it on the table for the rest of us. You threw it together. When we think of considering spiritual things, we need to keep in mind that the things of God, no matter how they are thrown together, no matter how they come to us in life, they're going to be all right. It's going to turn out all right. It's going to deserve a place in our life. When you and I consider, it might have to do with something that we were bothered by, something that we've been thinking about, something that is burdening us. Something that we don't know whether it's going to be good or bad as to how it turns out. Something that maybe we're not quite sure how spiritual this might be or how man like it might be. Is it of this world or are we thinking of things of the world to come? How is this going to affect the outcome of my life? When the Bible talks about considering things, it's generally talking about considering things that's going to have an effect on you, not just today, but for eternity. In our Sunday school lesson this morning, we brought up something about how things bother us, how things affect us, and, and how we consider it. And the way we consider it determines how it's going to affect us and affect the outcome that it's going to have on us in life. And if we don't consider it, it can't have an effect on our life, can it? And so I would suggest to you that the devil does not want us to consider a lot of spiritual things. A lot of things from God. Just pass over them lightly. Just move on. Just acknowledge it and move on. But don't get weighed down by it. Don't get serious about it. It just might affect you for, the, for good. I want to read to you something that affected the lives of some men that didn't have a clue. The shepherds. In Luke, the second chapter, beginning at the eighth verse, it says there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Picture that in your mind. They're out in the countryside, and they're watching herds, hundreds and hundreds of sheep, and generally they were watching them for other people. This was a job that they had. It says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Now, we read that like this. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Isn't that the way we read it? But the way that really was, was like the angel of the Lord appeared, you know. And things were happening, and they were like, Oh my God! What's going on? What's taking place? God has their undivided attention. That's what it's saying. 
But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly, if that wasn't enough now, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see these things that have happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. Hang on to that. What had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary, here's that famous verse. Right in the midst of all of this. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now this, this Greek word consider is a very important word. Now I want you to remember this. The word is idon. It's in the area's tense, and it has to do with what has happened that's made you comprehend things differently. It's what has happened so that you could see things as they really are. See these things with the intention that God wanted you to comprehend them. It says the shepherds went... To see. They went to see because they had considered all that had happened. All that God threw at them. Like that salad. All that God put into it and looked at it and said, wow. Sandra, that's the best thing I've ever put on baked ham in my life. You've got to give me some more next year. Wouldn't it be wonderful for us to feel like that about the things that God throws at us in life? Wow, that was a great experience. Boy, that changes my concept. Boy, that makes me want to do better, to try harder, to anticipate more. And I believe God is full of that. I believe He is constantly throwing things at us that if we would take time to consider the outcome would be so different. But we've got to have some faith to anticipate, to see what's not seen yet. These shepherds realized that everything that they had seen was true, was factual, and right there in the city of David, Bethlehem, a baby really was born, it really was sleeping in a feed trough. And it says, And they went and told everyone 
what had happened, what they had found, and the effect that all this was having on their life. Not only did the shepherds go to see if all these things were true, but they left the stable to tell. Notice verse 17 and verse 18. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I don't know that until I studied for this message that I'd ever really thought about what the shepherds had been told about the child. We usually just connect that with the angelic connection, don't we? They told them that there was a child that was born in Bethlehem who was going to be in a manger. And that's what we emphasize. But they went and visited with Mary and Joseph and talked with them. And you'll never convince me that Mary didn't have a lot to tell them about this child. How else do you explain the overwhelming change in their life, their perception of everything? Could it be that Mary told them about the angel that came to her too? Yeah, you know, an angel came to me too. That's how this all began. Nine months ago, an angel came to me and said, you're going to be blessed with a child. And Mary said, well, that's wonderful, but I'm not married yet. Well, you're going to be blessed with the child before you get married. Oh, no. That's the reason she had been chosen was because she was such a great lady, an awesome lady, such a holy lady. You're going to be a, a woman that gives birth to a child and you're going to be a virgin. One time Joyce was teaching a Sunday school class <laughs> and one of the elder sons said, Miss Peavy, what's a virgin? That's a pretty tough question for small people, you know. And Joyce had just the right answer. She said, Chuck, when you get home, ask your daddy. <laughs> you got to be a quick thinker to come up with that one, you know. Well, Mary said, this child does not have an earthly father. What do you think the response of the shepherds were? She said, let me tell you something else. Do you remember Elizabeth and Zechariah? She too conceived in her old age when she was beyond her years like Abraham's wife Sarah. And an angel told her that it was going to happen. Told her husband that it was going to happen. And old Zach, he didn't believe it. And because he didn't believe it, he got punished. Couldn't talk for a long time. You know? Y'all remember that story about the temple? This all ties together, shepherds. Don't you know that they were connected to all this because they had an angel come to them? Now, I never cease to be amazed how we can read the Bible and we say that it's from God, that it's inspired of the Holy Spirit, and we read it like the Sunday newspaper, like the gossip column. It's alive and active. It's a two-edged sword 
that's supposed to divide and, and sever within us the things that need to be taken away and put there the things that needs to be. But it'll never happen until you read the Word of God with some life in it. I can just imagine those shepherds out there almost asleep because it's at night. And the sheep are not blading, they're asleep too. In fact, if you hear any noise coming from the herd, you're supposed to wake up real quick and run out there and protect the sheep. But they're resting, it's peaceful, it's calm. And all of a sudden, an angel appears. I bet they're wide awake now. And then it speaks. And they're really awake, hanging on to every word. And then we get an angelic choir that comes on the scene. Do you picture this in your mind? This is awesome. This is big time stuff. The glory of the Lord shone round about them. It's kind of like me looking at Andy in the middle of the night when we're out camping somewhere and this bear shatter comes across and I say, Andy, did you see what I just saw? And Andy shakes old Dent and says, Hey Dent, wake up. Did you hear what I heard? These guys are really into this thing. And then all of a sudden, and I like this part. It says, the glory of the Lord shone round about all of them. Now what does that mean? Well, in my mind of mind, trying to think of what must have happened. You know, it, the light must have turned on in the darkness of the night. And you could see the sheep. You could see everything. Maybe it's kind of like being in a ball stadium when it's pitch black dark and they throw all those lights on at one time. I don't know. I'm just trying to get you to think a little bit. What would it be like for the glory of the Lord to be shown around us? You know, I'm not getting any younger. And I know that it's just a matter of time that it's going to happen. We've been waiting for a while, haven't we, Emory? Joanne, you know? George and George, and some of the rest of you. It's, we're going to be with the Lord. One day, we're going to go and be with the Lord. And I've thought a lot about this. How can you not help but be a little bit afraid of that transition? How can you talk about it and, and be kind of lighthearted? I mean, you know, this is supposed to be a happy time, a great event, you know. And I've wondered if maybe that's not what's going to happen. If one day, George is not going to hear the voice of God's angel, and the angel says, don't be afraid, George. Come on. Come on home. Who would possibly be afraid to go with an angel? You know, God's going to make it as easy as He can for us. I promise you that. One day we're going to experience the glory of the Lord. 
one day everything we've believed in, everything that we've been living for, that we've been trying to be excited about, that we've been trying to encourage others to participate in, one day it's going to happen and I just somehow can't believe it's going to be a sad event. I think it's going to be a good day. I think it's going to be a happy day. Let's go and see this thing that has happened. I hope I can be as excited as those shepherds were when that time comes. I hope that I can have a smile on my face and that all of you will know he's gone where he's dreamed about going all of his life. Let's go and let's see. Like Mary, you see, they were pondering in their hearts the things that they had already witnessed. They were excited about going to Jerusalem. The lives of these shepherds would never, ever be changed again. You aren't going to make a doubter out of them. Consider with me this 2019 that's almost history. What's been on our hearts most of this year? What have you spent your life on this past year? How much of God have you had in your heart and how much of you has God had on His heart? He thinks about us all the time. He wants us to do some serious thinking too. 2019, almost gone. Very little opportunity left for any spiritual growth. Very little opportunity left to make very much difference in anybody's life. If we don't do better in 2020, what will we have been around for? What have we thought about most of the year? What difference has it made in our lives? Was it for better or for worse? And what do we really need to consider for 2020? I think we need to consider this past year. Remember the idea of it being a past tense when you consider, but you consider to see. You consider to project. You consider to anticipate some good changes. We need to see because we are willing to consider 2019 and we need to see our spiritual needs realized in 2020. The Apostle Paul could talk about the hard times of life for Christians in his day. And he could say in Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through Jesus who gives me strength. I'm trying more than ever before in my life. Retired, if you please, and it stinks. But I'm trying more than ever to be a Jesus man, to be a real disciple, to make a real difference in the lives that God lets me touch. I want to challenge you to make that your 
New Year's resolution. Top of the list. And if you don't keep any other ones, for God's sake, for your sake, and for the sake of others, keep that one. Keep that one. I can do everything through Him, through Jesus, who gives me strength. 2020, I want you to accept this challenge and to let God make a difference through you in this church, in this community. Jesus said it like this in the Sermon on the Mount. Consider the lilies. Consider the grass of the field. Consider the birds. You remember him saying about all, consider all those things? And keep in mind what consider is intended to do. It's, it's intended to help you see what's ahead. What possibilities are there. Consider this so this becomes what God wants it to be. Father, we thank you for this day and for the wonderful opportunity of worship, for the opportunity to encourage one another. We thank you for Jesus who makes it possible for us to do the things that you would have done in our lives if we'll just focus on him. Pray that each person here today will think about this new year and be able to say with confidence, whatever is ahead, I can handle it. I can deal with it. I can anticipate it because I know you'll never leave and never forsake me. May we be as excited as the shepherds as we leave this Christmas season to go out into the world in this new year to be your witnesses, to share and tell everybody what we believe, what has changed our lives. Help us, Father, to be great witnesses, for we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen.